Blog Talk Radio. Who is January Jones? She is not a young, beautiful, talented actress on Mad Men. She is not an older, gorgeous, exotic dancer from the Johnny Carson Show. She is an author, and she wrote, Thou Shall Not Wine, The 11th Commandment, that reached number one at Amazon.com. She is a reality TV golf personality with World High Stakes Golf televised on HDNet. She is a humorist and winologist expert. She is your featured host today on January Jones Sharing Success Stories. So sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh and listen to Ms. Jones with her eclectic roster of guests on Blog Talk Radio as you learn life's lessons. These stories plus sharing equals success. Welcome and remember, beware because you are entering the no-whining world of January Jones. Do you ever wonder how chocolate can cure whining? Have you ever wondered if you're a chocoholic? Are you asking, what's so good about dark chocolate? Do you wish that you could find a new place to take your family for a new, interesting, fun-filled vacation? Would you like to know what wine, scotch, and chocolate have in common? If you can answer yes or maybe to any of these questions, I'm January Jones, the wine tester, your host, inviting you to enjoy my show today with our topic, Thou Shalt Not Whine About Anything, featuring my own chocolate cure for my soon-to-be-published book, Thou Shalt Not Whine, The Eleventh Commandment. As many of you know, I'm the newest wannabe chocolate expert and a confessed chocoholic snob, and I want you to enjoy an educational experience today with some real live chocolate experts. My guests today are Mindy Bianca of Hershey Entertainment and Resorts Company and John Schaffenberger of Schaffenberger Chocolate Maker. Hello and welcome to both Mindy and John. Hi, January. Hi, January. Great to be here. Oh, I'm so happy to have you both on my show. Uh, Mindy, your official title is quite impressive. It's Hershey's Director of Public Relations. And when I Googled you, I saw a lot of uh, articles about you, and I even found uh, your picture. And oh, good. <laughs> was I holding a chocolate bar in the picture? <laughs> no, you weren't, but you are a positively uh, gorgeous girl. And, oh, thank you. Uh, and I can't wait to meet you. And, uh, John, you're the founder of Schaffenberger Chocolate Maker. And I Googled you also, and you are very attractive, too, but uh, Mindy's really attractive. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, John. (laughs) Uh, John founded Schaffenberger Chocolate Maker in 1996 with his friend and business partner, Robert Steinberg. Already an accomplished winemaker, Schaffenberger's spirit and his palate and passion for food translated perfectly into the production of the finest chocolate. 
Prior to becoming a renowned chocolate maker, John founded and operated Schaffenberger Cellars, where he gained invaluable insight into the importance of traditional production methods and ingredients with the most amazing winery in the world, and now you've switched to chocolate. What, what a major transition. How did that come about, John? Well, you know, it's not as major as it sounds. It's all about flavor. You know, you're trying to make something. You're trying to make a food. Uh-huh. Um, and a food, uh, sparkling wines or, or, or champagne-like uh, sparkling wines is what I used to make. And, um, you know, kind of difficult but kind of interesting. Um, you have to work with nature. You have to work with, uh, the, you know, basic materials, mm-hmm. um, grapes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, chocolate's pretty much the same thing. You're just taking cocoa beans, which, you know, grow in the humid tropics, um, have great flavors, uh, interesting different flavors. They're not all the same. Um, and then uh, using really traditional tr- uh, production methodologies, we, uh, we put together a chocolate that tasted um, as good as we could make it. And, um, so what, what a wonderful uh, marriage of two careers. It sounds like you are on the path to enjoying the best of both worlds. Yeah, uh, flavor, 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 and flavor. I, I, I just love, <laughs> I love things that taste good, and I love things that are really wholesome. And, and that's the good thing about uh, you know being in the in the, in the you know the primary food business is you get to make things that taste great. Yes. Um, and they're good for you. And uh, Mindy, now let me ask you a question. You sure. are working in a place called the sweetest place on earth, and I'm told, I haven't been there, but I'm told that you are in the ultimate chocolate town. Could you tell us a little bit about Hershey's? Sure. Well, uh, my office building is right here in Hershey, and as I look out my window, I can see one of our kiss-shaped street lamps. Oh, uh, uh, I work <laughs> on the corner of Chocolate and Cocoa Avenues. Um, <laughs> right. It's a little snowy today, and so when it snows or rains, you can really smell the chocolate in the air. You can smell it pretty much any day, but when it's uh, a little bit of precipitation outside, you can definitely smell the chocolate in the air. So it truly, truly is sweet in, in all those ways, but there's something that makes it even sweeter, which is the um, just the... the the, I guess the mindset is the, mm-hmm. right the mindset of the people here. Uh-huh. Uh, Mr. Hershey died in 1945, okay. but you would never know that by talking to people around town. People who live here and people who work here continue to talk about what would Mr. Hershey want us to do, and oh, they try my. to live their lives and work their jobs the way that Mr. Hershey would have expected them to do that. So there's a certain... Well, that's amazing. Now, it is. Are there I mean, are there Hershey uh, children that run the business? Is there, there are not. In fact, Mr. Hershey and his wife Catherine, whom he called Kitty, uh-huh. could not have any children of their own. So oh. there are no heirs. And um, in effect, his family became the Milton Hershey School. Oh. He and his wife bequeathed their entire fortune in perpetuity to the Milton Hershey School. So there are currently 1,700 children living and, and learning here in Hershey. Um, they typically come from disadvantaged or underprivileged uh-huh. backgrounds. And, you know, Mr. Hershey wanted to give them every chance that he could give them to, uh-huh. to make it in the world. So it's just a, it's a, it's a beautiful story. It, it, it's, it's sweet in more than one way. It does. It sounds interesting. Also, John, what I found very interesting when I was doing my research was that you began your chocolate business, your partnership with uh, Dr. Robert Steinberg. <laughs> and I found out that you used an uh, electric mixer, a hair dryer, and that you did a lot of this in his kitchen. Well, you, you, you have to start somewhere. <laughs> in, in a way, you know, uh, and by the way, I just want to uh, reiterate what, what we were just talking about Hershey. It's a pretty extraordinary place and an extraordinary group of people. And yes. it's been wonderful to work with them because they're, again, this, this whole 
um, uh, thing that, that Milton Hershey did both uh, charitably and, and innovatively, is it really seeps through the organization. How long have you been connected to Hershey and, and had a business relationship? I know we've all eaten Hershey's all our lives, but how long have you? Well, for, for about two and a half years. Uh-huh. Okay, two and a half That's years. Different. So, but when Robert and I started, we, we uh, trying to, you know, the idea, Robert had, had, had come up with this idea of let's, let's make the, the, the perfect chocolate. Let's make uh. chocolate, well, not the perfect chocolate, the chocolate that would, was just darn good. Let's right. See if we could make a chocolate that would compete with uh, the, the, the world's chocolate. And, um, and, and that means the best from Europe or the best from, you know, anywhere it's made. And so, we, we set about doing that, and so um, we looked at, at how chocolate was made mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, kind of started to come up with ways that we could emulate um, those production technologies, but just on a small scale. So uh -huh. we figured out different grinding methods, different roasting methods, different conching methods, and, um, and, and, and uh, they, they were all things that we could do basically in home at our own house, at Robert's house. And uh, it allowed us to get started um, uh, early so we could test the beans that were available in the world. And I think that was the wonderful thing is we came up with a, a very wine-like way to uh -huh. test flavors from cacao. Um, but we did it with, uh, you know, fairly funky uh, um, production technologies and things that, you know, you could find in a normal home. Oh, that's, that sounds interesting because when I thought about having my husband cook anything in my kitchen, <laughs> it was frightening. And then the thought of you there with a hairdryer making chocolate. <laughs> we're, we're trying to keep the, 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 the chocolate um, liquid while it was being uh, stirred and, and conked. Yeah. Um, and, and so that was the, the way it did, you know, and, and you know, we're, I'm, I'm a chocolate, I mean, I'm a food technologist, so in a sense I've been working all my life in making food. Now, did um, you uh, study that at uh, Berkeley, or how did um, you? I, yeah, I have a degree in, in agricultural history and technology. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm very interested in where food comes from and how it developed and how, you know, what we think about it and how we make it and, you know, where it's uh -huh. going. Now, uh, Mindy, where, what is your educational background? How does one become the uh, PR uh, representative for such a large company such as Hershey's? Well, I'm the PR representative for Hershey Entertainment Resorts, which is the tourism side of the, the Hershey Enterprises. Um, in 1927, Mr. Hershey separated his business into those that produced chocolate and those that did not. So I'm on oh. the those that did not side of things. Okay. Um, so my background is actually in destination public relations, and I kind of fell into this position because I was on your side at one point. I was a journalist, oh, okay. and I traveled the world, and then finally I decided that I would, I would like to promote portions of the world. Oh, and what a wonderful place. Uh, yeah, it's, well, you know, I'm very selective about the places I'm going to promote. And I, <laughs> I, I search long and hard, and this is one that I'm, it's, it's a place I'm truly, truly proud to be able now, to Now, John, have you been back to Hershey's or? Uh... Uh, yes, I have. I've been, and I've been back two or three times, and um, I'm looking forward to going again in a few weeks. Well, you know, it's interesting. Once I booked this interview and I started telling people how excited I was to have this interview, so many people have been to Hershey's and have told me what an incredible town it is and what a, an amazing environment and uh, how happy everyone seems to be. It sounds like a little uh, little piece of paradise right well, there. Well, we're all eating chocolate. Of course we're happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and it fits perfectly in uh, I'm promoting the chocolate cure for whining. And I think that I found my little niche in life because I've been a long-term chocolate 
addict. <laughs> and I'm finally coming out of the closet now that I found out how nutritional and healthy it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll find a lot of people just like you here. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I can't wait to get there. Like we were talking about the different towns and Hershey's and uh, what, how the two of you became connected. And, and now, John, I'd like to have you tell us a little bit, what would it be like if, uh, after I visit Hershey's, I put your, your place on my calendar and came up to visit you? What would I see at your factory? Um, you know, well, you know, Berkeley uh, is, is a wonderful place for food. You know, it's, it's uh, the, the, the lots of, of, of uh, sort of this, the last century sort of innovations of, in, in sort of going back to traditions about, uh, you know, food came from Berkeley, which is a nice place to be. Oh. Uh, so we've got a wonderful factory tour set up, and it's, it's uh, you know, in this day of video tours and virtual tours mm -hmm. and all this stuff, we have uh, what's kind of called a real tour, oh. um, where you come and uh, we sit you down in a little classroom. Um, teach you about where chocolate comes from, show you cocoa pods, uh, allow you to taste cocoa beans, um, feel, see, hear, taste, smell, the, the, the really things that, that go into chocolate. Oh, that sounds um, fascinating. Now, to get... So after you do that, though, then we go and show you the factory. Oh. We show you how we make it. Uh -huh. um, so it's, it's a really good combination of learning and seeing and, 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 and doing a little bit of stuff. So it's, uh, I would say it's the true experience, you know, uh, it's one of the true experiences in, in really being able to see a chocolate factory. Now, uh, in order to do the tour, do you have to uh, make a reservation, or how do, would one book a space? On, on our website, um, uh -huh. uh, which is www.sharpenburger.com, we right. have a really good... Um, you know, basically, uh, you know, recipes and, and lots of things about our chocolate. Mm -hmm. uh, but we also have a, a really handy uh, way to sign up for tours. Okay, so then you could do that. So once you got there, you would be sure that you'd be able to get in. Yeah, and we give we give like four or five a day, uh, seven days a week. So and, and there, you know, probably about fifty or sixty thousand people a year go through. Oh my gosh! And it's a tiny factory, so it's uh, oh wow, it's kind of something we spend a lot of time well, really trying to do it well. I'm definitely going to put that on my calendar. Because if I'm walking around trying to pretend to be a chocolate expert or, <laughs> cho or a chocolate snob, I better get in there and taste it and walk through it and smell it and have the entire experience. Um, I have to say it's a great tour. I went a year ago. And oh, you did? And it's such fun. And uh -huh. it's, it is. It is small and it's very intimate and you get to see the workers actually doing what they do and the smell is incredible and it's just, it's, it's phenomenal. You've got to get there. Okay. Well, I definitely will do that. Now, when uh, I come to Hershey, Pennsylvania, my husband is a fanatical golfer, as I am too. What kind of a golf uh, opportunity would we have at you if we came there? Well, see, already you've got that whole chocolate thing going because you have something in common with Milton Hershey. He was a big fan of golf, too. Oh, really? Um, and in fact, at one point, he made his private home, which is called High Point, the country club. He oh. moved upstairs to just two rooms in his house and left the rest of his mansion for the members of the country club to use. So oh, wow. He's a big fan of golf. And golf has a good long history here. It's been about 75, 76 years that we've had golf here in Hershey, and we actually have had very notable golf pros. Ben Hogan was one of our golf pros here, oh. and Henry Picard was a golf pro here. Both of them are in the World Golf Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Um, and currently, we operate four golf courses. It's 63 holes of golf. We have the, the west course, which everyone talks about the signature hole. It's hole five right on the front lawn of Mr. Hershey's home. Oh, wonderful. Um, we have, the, and that, that was built in the 1930s. We have the east course, which is a little more modern. Uh -huh. uh, we have Spring Creek Golf Course, 
which was created in the 1930s, and it was the first ever juvenile golf course in the oh. United States. And at one point, the rule was you had to be 18 or under to play there, or you had to be the invited guest of a child to play at the golf course. Oh, um, how special is so that? It's, it's, it's a great place for people who are just that's learning. Yeah. And uh, the kids at the Milton Hershey School take golf lessons over there, so that's just really fun. And then our oh. newest addition is we just added a new golf course. Uh, we acquired a course in neighboring Hummelstown, which is okay. just up the road, and it is now called the Links at Hershey, and it overlooks the town of Hershey. Oh, so, right. When we three championship courses and then the, the junior course. All right. When we come back, I'm going to share with my listeners uh, uh, something that you've called uh, Chocolate February that's going to be taking place with both John and Mindy back in Hershey. Uh, we'll be right back. This is January Jones, the wine taster, and uh, also the future wannabe chocolate expert. Welcome back to Big Media USA. This is January Jones, the wine tester, with my wonderful guest, Monica Bianca. I'm sorry, Mindy Bianca and John Schaffenberger, and they are going to be doing something called Chocolate February, and this is going to be taking place back in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And uh, could you tell me what events you will be hosting and what actually goes on for a whole month celebrating chocolate? Sure, I'd be happy to give a little background. Uh, Chocolate Covered February started, this is the fourth year we're doing it. It's hosted by Hershey Entertainment and Resorts Company, which is the the tourism side of the Hershey family. Uh And we offer more than 300 events that celebrate chocolate. And obviously, this is a destination that is very chocolatey, 12 months of the year, but for one of those months, we get a little extra chocolatey. And And it's so much fun. How did you Um, choose February? How did that become... Because people think of February with Valentine's Day Mm -hmm. and and sweet things, and certainly if you you watch TV or listen to the radio in the month of February, everybody's talking about chocolate. So it just seemed to be the right time to really get people excited about it and and coming to Hershey. And and this is a year-round destination, Mm -hmm. but maybe some people wouldn't think to come here in the winter months. And there's plenty to see and do, and so this just gives them more reasons to want to come. So we do chocolate and wine pairings. We do uh, chef's tasting tables. We do demonstrations. We do crafts. And we actually have chocolate Play-Doh here so kids can make things with chocolate Play-Doh. Um, we just have a blast. And we just take chocolate and, and do everything we can think of doing with it. So it's just a lot of fun. Uh, for, for a whole list of these more than 300 events, yes. you can just visit chocolatecoveredfebruary.com. Okay. And this year, we're really excited because John is coming to join us for one of the weekends in February, and it's just a real thrill for us. It's, he's brought to us by allchocolate.com, which if you're going to be a chocolate expert January, you've got to go to allchocolate.com. Well, it is such a great reference. You know, <laughs> I, I have to confess that uh, after I heard about what John was up to, I did go there, and I was just totally blown away. It was the most amazing chocolate website that I've ever been to. Every time I'm on the site, I just feel like I want to lick my computer screen. It probably isn't appropriate, so, uh, but it is. It's a great, great, great reference and resource. Okay. Yeah, so John's coming to us through yeah. that, and I would love for him to tell you a little bit about what he's going to do, because it's going to be really fun. Okay, John, you take it away. Let's hear well, what... You know, I, what I, I really like the context that chocolate, you know, that, uh-huh. that, that, that chocolate comes to us from. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a long tradition of both uh, kind of early, it's an American product, you know, basically mm-hmm. seven or 8,000 years old. Um, so it's, it's really fun to sort of trace chocolate's history through, you know, the, yeah. the last, uh, say, 9,000 years of history. 
see how it's affected our history, how it's affected people and, and cultures, and, uh, and, and how it's changed itself. So uh, we not only talk about some of this history, but then we get a chance to taste the, the different sort of uh, you know, flavors of chocolate that come to us. Uh, from from um, uh, some of this history and, and, and cultural context, so oh. it's a, it's a real, it's kind of a history of the world uh -huh. with a chocolate lens on it. Right, because I was doing my research and I was uh, some wonderful names popped up, such as Casanova, Montezuma, Cortez, and the the actual history of how chocolate was spread and uh, discovered is fascinating. Uh, John, now, does your company just specialize in dark chocolate, or do you do uh, Different oh, we, we make a little bit of milk, of, of milk chocolate. Uh -huh. our, our, we're, we're, what we're known for is dark chocolate. And what is your take on this? I think it's a phenomenon because now I've been going into uh, Gelson's and Whole Foods, and it's unbelievable. It's like there's a chocolate explosion taking well, it's, place. It's been kind of nice to be on the ground floor of this in the United States. And what I always said is it, uh -huh. took, it takes Americans to teach Americans about, about products. And we were kind of the first... Um, of, the, of the pure dark chocolate guys to, to kind of bring back the traditional flavors. And kind of like Robert, what Robert Mondavi is for the wine business, he sort of uh -huh. relaunched uh, the, the, the wine business to the, to the Americans. And, and it sort of you know, opened our eyes up not only to what's uh, already been made here for, for um, you know, many, mm -hmm. many, many years, but also the, the, the world of chocolate. So we were, I think, kind of at the, at the sort of the beginning of that stuff, of that sort of trend. And, and uh, as such, we, you know, I think we're, uh, you know, we, we can articulate what's what's good about chocolate, what's, uh -huh. what's great about chocolate, um, and uh, what's interesting about chocolate. Well, I think the average uh, person is just hasn't been aware of all the uh, health benefits of chocolate. You know, it's before it's kind of been the forbidden thing, and it's the thing yeah, that, that we. That's a, an old, an old, uh, you know, t forbidden tradition that came to us from the pilgrims. You know, the pilgrims, <laughs> yeah. you know a lot of other things should be forbidden too, including mm -hmm. procreation. Um, but, you know, luckily it happened anyway, and we're here to tell a story about it. So, uh, uh -huh. you know, chocolate, chocolate's one of those things that's really pretty good for you, and um, a lot of other cultures, uh, you know, think of it that way. Now, Mindy, when people come to your um, Chocolate February event in uh, Hershey, will there be, like, uh, special little shops? Or could you describe, uh, do you have a large area? Where would people go for their chocolate tasting there are three main areas that, I mean, the whole town celebrates Chocolate Cover in February, but there are uh -huh. three main areas where a lot of the activities take place. One is the historic Hotel Hershey, which Mr. Hershey built uh, in the 1930s. Another is the Hershey Lodge, and the last one is Hershey's Chocolate World. So there are three places where people can go and, and have some of these chocolate experiences. And you don't necessarily have to be a guest at the hotel or the lodge to go to all the events. For some, you do. But for the mm -hmm. most part, they're public events open for people who want to learn more about chocolate and have the tastings and samples. And certainly, everything at Hershey's Chocolate World is, is open to the general public. So those are the three main locations. But there are other places around town, like the Hershey Museum and Hershey Gardens, where they're doing some special events, too. So really, a great thing is just to look at that website, the chocolatecoveredfebruary.com website, and kind of find out, hey, what's going on? I'm going to be in town on this day, what could be happening that day, and, and I will let you know that the majority of things are happening on weekends because that's uh -huh. when all of our visitors are coming, although we do have some other things throughout the week, but certainly the heavy concentration is on weekends. Yeah. Hey, Mindy, I saw that Joseph Schmidt's coming as well. He's yes, a, he's a wonderful guy, an old friend of mine, and, and I think one of the most interesting candy makers. I mean, yeah, we are so excited. Wait. Oh my Again, that's... Really that's another all-chocolate sponsorship. So we have John coming in one weekend, and the following weekend we have Joseph Schmidt. Who oh, my gosh. Truffles. 
and he's going to just show people all about crafting with chocolate and how to how oh. to carve it and, and how to make a chocolate tulip. And oh my God! Really incredible, incredible things. So. When I was in the wine business, Joseph used to make me uh, a chocolate uh, a champagne cork. <laughs> oh, what fun! Which, which was so wonderful. So you know, it's, it's nice to you know find myself in the same business with somebody who's uh, such a good craftsman and a wonderful guy. Oh my gosh, I'll have to put him on my list. I would love to interview him and uh, get his take. He's probably been in the chocolate industry forever. Well, and he's definitely known. I mean, people just know him as being quite an artist among chocolatiers, and it's he, uh -huh. it's just amazing. He, there's a lot about him on allchocolate.com as well if people want to know a little bit more about what he does and see some of his work. Oh, that's a fabulous, fabulous website. Um, when people come to Hershey, now, will their tour include the industrial school, or is that separate from the town? Actually, what you can do when you uh, – the thing I always recommend that a guest to Hershey do is go over to Hershey's Chocolate World, which is mm – -hmm. It's the world's most visited corporate attraction. We get three million visitors a year coming to see how chocolate is made on a simulated tour ride. So that's really a lot of fun. And then also that can kind of be your headquarters where you start your, your uh -huh. visit to Hershey. They have a historic trolley tour that leaves from Chocolate World several, several times throughout the day. And if you take that chocolate tour on the trolley, you get to know all about the town. They tell you uh -huh. all about the history of who was Mr. Hershey, why did he develop the town here, what's going on, what are all these things that we're driving by. But one of the things that you go to is the school, and you get a whole good lesson about what that school is all about. Now, is this a school that is uh, co-ed? It is. It's a co-ed school. It's, uh, it's a private school. Students have to apply to get in, oh. but the, the application process is a little bit different for them than for, for other students at other schools. I mean, obviously, they're looking for students who have a certain need. Uh -huh. and, but yeah, there's still an application process, and they're always recruiting students, and, and the kids actually live here in Hershey. They live in homes. They have house parents that they, they work with and live with, and they oh. have other kids who are, who are living with them. So it's, it's a really amazing, amazing environment. Well, this is just a, the most fascinating story that I can share with my listeners because so many of us, we've all known the Hershey's brand all of our lives. And now to find out that there's such a philanthropy and such so much more to this uh, company than uh, we see in the supermarket. And I think that that's so, uh, you know, Mr. Hershey was a pretty humble individual who probably, I mean, I think he knew how to toot his own horn at some things, but not mm -hmm. maybe everything. And so a lot of people don't know no. the, this, this whole backstory. I mean, they don't know what he did for the town. They don't know what he did for these kids. There, ultimately, there have been 8,000 children educated at this school. Oh, my gosh. Um, so just, I mean, just some of the things that he, he left behind and his foresight, the thought that he was, you know, let me take care of this forever. I mean, that's just incredible. Who thought yeah. that way in, in the, he actually founded the school in 1909, so he was really, really ahead of his time. Well, they certainly um, haven't tooted their own horn, have they? Because most of us don't know anything about this. And, and you know, I, I think that a lot of it, well, a lot of the recruiting takes place in the state of Pennsylvania. There was uh -huh. a certain uh, outline of, of where the students should come from, and a certain percentage needed to come from Pennsylvania, and a certain uh -huh. percentage needed to come from a certain area within Pennsylvania. So it may be that as you move further across the country, you, you know, you know. about it. But I definitely think they are trying to get the word out, because oh. it is. It's such a great program. And their students, their graduates, have gone all over the place. I mean, there's, uh -huh. there are probably students, I, at some point, there have been students from all 50 states and, and some territories and it's just incredible the, it, the, the quality of things they're doing there. This is quite, quite an amazing backstory, and, and I'm just really happy that we can share this uh, with everyone. 
Um, John, when I was doing my research, I was curious to know uh, the chocolate plantations. They're all around the world, and yeah, they're, you... they're primarily they're only in the in the humid tropics. So okay. They're built around the middle of the you know right around the equator, all around the world. Do you personally go to the farms and uh, select the beans, or how does that process? How did the beans get to you? Well, well, you know what, what we've done is we've gone out and let, let it be known to lots of, of uh, small cacao growers, cooperatives, um, small trading companies that we really want uh, flavorful, uh-huh. you know, wonderful cacao. And so basically, people have been sending uh, us samples, and, and basically due to kind of the the, the wonderful, you know, FedEx and, and uh, UPS and uh-huh. internet, we've been able to really find some wonderful cacao. From um, you know far away from from Ghana, from Madagascar, from Sulawesi, from Papua New Guinea, from Venice, uh, from Dominican Republic, and Guatemala, um, and so so really what we try and do eventually is, is you know stop by and see everybody mm-hmm. um, uh, and all the people we work with, but uh, basically we get samples sent to us from these different parts of the world. Um, we try them, see how they work in our blends, and then and then purchase them. I see. Uh, Mindy, going back to uh, the Hershey's uh, recreation and resorts, could you tell us a little bit about uh, the part of your operation called Zoo America? Sure. Um, Mr. Hershey actually had his own private zoo and eventually (laughs) opened it up to the public, and it dates to the early 1900s. And uh, it used to be called Hershey Zoo, and now it's called Zoo America, North American Wildlife Park. And it's a fairly small zoo. It's, it's only about 11 acres. Uh, again, it started as Mr. Hershey's personal animal collection, but then has evolved into this uh, accredited zoo. And now, of course, we concentrate on North American wildlife, and it's divided into five different sections. Oh. Uh, but the, the zoo started, some of the earliest animals in Mr. Hershey's collection were prairie dogs and black bears. So to this uh-huh. day, we have prairie dogs and black bears. <laughs> okay. And those continue to be some of the very popular portions of the zoo. Uh, and the zoo is actually, you, it's open year-round, and, and you can go in, there's a, you know, an individual entrance that you can go into the zoo, but also the zoo is included with admission to Mr. Hershey's theme park, which is called Hershey Park. So it's actually, the zoo is, is one more themed area in Hershey Park as well. Oh, it, it sounds just fascinating, and it sounds like such a easy vacation for a family to do. Uh, when we come back, I want to uh, talk with you some more and enjoy our visit with you at Chocomania. Remember, I'm trying to encourage my listeners to start thinking of chocolate as a health food rather than something uh, to feel guilty about. It's a guiltless food, and it's really good for you. We'll be right back with John and Mindy. This is January Jones, Thou Shalt Not Wine, the 11th Commandment. This is January Jones welcoming you back to Thou Shalt Not Wine, the 11th Commandment on BigMediaUSA.com. My guests are John Schaffenberger and Mindy Bianca, and we are talking about all things chocolate. Uh, John, let me ask you a question. How many chocolate pods does it take to actually make one chocolate bar? Do you have any idea? Well, it's it's kind of hard to to look at it that way because the pods you know are are different kind of different sizes. But uh-huh. um, I would say, um, out of out of any um, you know good sized pod, you could probably get about a uh, 
uh, a, a one and a half ounce bar. Okay, okay. And uh, could I ask you how much chocolate that, uh, how much do you eat every day? Or do you well, eat it every day? I, I probably eat about an ounce and a half of dark chocolate every day. Okay. And so, uh, and, and that's usually something that's above 70% cacao. I don't, I, I like this, the, the chocolates that are not as sweet as, uh, as, as some. And, uh, and they're also the ones that have the highest proportion of uh, things that are allegedly good for you in them as well. Okay, and people complain. I hear a lot of people say, well, dark chocolate is so bitter. Uh, do you have an answer for that? Well, you know, there's lots of different varieties um, of, of cacao, and, and lots of people say that, you know, red wine is bitter. Mm -hmm. uh, but when it's made properly, it tastes great. And so that's, in a sense, what we've tried to do is, is, is try and make dark chocolate with, uh, you know, as many great flavors as, as possible. Mm -hmm. so we actually make a, a, a chocolate that's 82% uh, uh, oh. cacao, which has got very little sugar in it at all, and it's, uh, and it's delicious, not bitter at all. Oh, my gosh, and um, we can get that at any uh, place where your chocolate is sold, I hope. Yeah, yeah it, it's got fairly wide distribution. Okay, and then we're hearing that chocolate is good if you have high cholesterol. What's your thought about that? Well, you know, I, I'm not a doctor. Um, and even my, my business partner, Robert, who I started the company with, is a, is a doctor. And, and uh -huh. he says, you know, forget look, thinking about um, chocolate as, as, as a drug. Let's think about chocolate as a good food. A healthy um, food. And so that's kind of what we know about it. It's, it's pretty nutritionally, uh, uh, you know, kind of, it's got its high nutritional value, especially things with, um, have some, without so much sugar in them, something like 60, 70, 80%. Uh -huh. um, and so you got to start thinking about chocolate kind of like something like broccoli. Okay. You, you want to have uh, as much as you can, but, you know, you don't want to eat that much of it. Well, I love that because I'm usually telling people that chocolate is the new Prozac, so maybe I'll start saying chocolate is the new broccoli. <laughs> I think that would that would go over really big. I think everyone would like that. Uh, Mindy, before we have to end this fascinating, fascinating interview, could you just share a little bit about the Hershey Spa? Because I recently had a, a chocolate massage, and I just I, it was the most wonderful thing I've experienced. We call it the Chocolate Spa, but the official name is the Spa at the Hotel Hershey. It just turned seven years old, so... Unlike a lot of things in town, Mr. Hershey wasn't alive when it was built, but we feel that he would have blessed this. I think he, he would have thought it was a good thing. Um, it has become one of the things that we are most recognized for, not just around the country, but around the world. And we do have unique signature chocolate treatments. We actually have one that holds a patent with the U.S. Patent Office, oh called God. the Cocoa Bath. <laughs> and, and that's just an incredible, incredible, you know, imagine you become the marshmallow in a giant cup of hot cocoa. That's what the bath is like. Oh, that sounds um, fabulous. So we have, we have cocoa massages. We have chocolate fondue wraps. We just introduced a new cocoa facial experience, which is completely amazing. Uh, we actually have our, our own set of Hershey nail colors, uh, different shades of brown that are our takes on different chocolates. So we really have fun with it. I mean, it's, it's just a way that you can be really clever and creative. And think about it. I mean, everybody goes to a spa to relax. Yes. And what's more enjoy and, and you, you eat chocolate to relax. So what's more enjoyable than matching those two things? Oh, you know what? I, I, I'm, I may give up golf. <laughs> <laughs> and I may just start eating uh, broccoli, uh, chocolate broccoli, and going to the spa. It is, uh, it's a very, that, that would be a very healthy thing, <laughs> I think. healthy <laughs> lifestyle. Uh, well, I would like to thank Mindy and John so very, very much. This has been a wonderful interview, and I've really enjoyed visiting with both of you and finding out about your careers in the chocolate business.
This is your slightly eccentric host, hoping you have enjoyed our show, The Chocolate Cure for Whining. Now all you have to do is remember, stop whining, start smiling, and if that doesn't work, you better start eating chocolate, lots and lots of chocolate. Thank you, Mindy and John, and I hope that I'll be able to have you back on our show again. Thank you. Great. Look forward to it. Okay. Thanks so much. We want to thank you for listening to January Jones Sharing Success Story. Always remember Ms. Jones' personal mantra, if you can think it, you can do it. That's what all of our guests have done with their lives, and so can you. You are the ultimate success coach in your own life. All you need to do will be to start sharing your own story with your family and friends. We hope that our guest stories will encourage you to explore an equation in your future that will combine your creativity, plus connecting with others will enable you to be successful too. Always remember, your passion plus your purpose will equal prosperity as you explore the wonderful world of January Jones.